So ladies, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to share um, something with you. So of course, this episode is going to be about um, purchasing life insurance and how that could be a great way to prepare for unexpected deaths in the family. Um, and there's a misconception out there that this is only something that you know wealthy people do or rich people or maybe even people that look a certain way. And um, I want to assure you that this isn't just for those types of people. You know, this is for us, all of us. Um, just statistically, people who are actually lower income or people who are quote unquote um, by by society standards considered poor, there's a higher rate of unexpected deaths in these communities. So this is something that we definitely, you know, want to plan for. This is not just for somebody who is healthy or already rich or whatever, or celebrities. This is stuff that you should want for yourself as an everyday person because unexpected deaths impact everyday people in a very heavy, very significant way, more so than it does the wealthy. The wealthy, if you've got, you know, two, three million dollars, you kind of don't even really need life insurance policies because you kind of are, you know, going to be okay in the event something like that happens. But for all of us who, you know, have to work every day to earn ends meet, this is really um, who it's made for, okay? This is really who these different financial products can benefit. So in today's episode, we're going to get into that a lot more with our financial expert here on the panel. Her name is Kiala, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women to be the best versions of themselves. And if you happen to be a mom, be the best mom ever and maintain your sanity while you do it. Okay, ladies. So this is going to be a good episode for all ladies, of course, because as women, this is something that we really need to, to give some consideration to, but especially if you are a mom, okay? And, you know, I know this is something that a lot of people kind of probably don't necessarily like to talk about, um, but let's talk about how to plan for unexpected deaths, okay? Um, unexpected deaths are something that can be very devastating to families. And then from a financial standpoint, it can actually be devastating and impact your family for generations to come when someone dies and there has not been a plan in place for unexpected deaths. Because usually, if it's a mom or the dad, the dad especially, they are the primary breadwinners a lot of the times. And then now the family is left with a massive financial void that, again, is crippling generationally, okay? So to talk with us a little bit more about that, we have Kiala in, okay? And she is, of course, our financial expert here on Work It Mommy podcast. And, you know, she has a wealth of knowledge on this subject. So thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. It's kind of one that, you know, it's one that just, you know, no one wants to talk about, but we need to talk about it, right? Um, so I mentioned, um, we had mentioned before that there was four things that we really wanted to, to share with everybody today, and that is the four main types 
um, of life insurance. So we can get familiar with the types of life insurance. So, you know, as women, we can make the choice of which one would be best for us and our families. So um, there's so much out there, but sometimes just getting familiar with financial products, you know, sometimes we just don't know. We don't know what a life insurance policy is or what an annuity is or whatever. So today we're going to get um, familiar with those terminologies. And then um, that'll leave you with some information for your own personal decision making. So um, if you wanted to give us, you know, the first um, type of life insurance? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when you are choosing your life insurance types, like what type of policy you look for, it's definitely going to depend on what your family goal is. So the first type I want to talk about is called term life. Mm -hmm. So term life insurance is set for a specific length of time. So it may be 10, 20, 30 year term policy. Now, this would be for someone who is, let's say you're married and you're about to have a family, you're about to have kids. You can consider a term life insurance policy to cover you while your children are growing up. Mm -hmm. So for instance, my husband, when we were having our second child, we said we need to do the responsible thing and get a life insurance policy. And right. so we got a 20 year life insurance policy which means, you know, if one of us were to pass away, we would leave each other enough money to cover any outstanding debt that we had, pay off the mortgage, and assist in finishing up to help raise the kids. Right. Now, the term life is really great because um, it's probably one of the cheapest policies that are out there because it is for a term. And once you get a like once you get approved and get the premium that you're going to pay the premium will be consistent throughout the term so that's what's so great about it okay now a question there on that because and because i've had that um heard that type of policy before and i think i have um something similar myself um so when that term of 20 years is up does that mean that there are no more premiums due or is there a reduction in premium or an increase how does what is that so once that term is up, then you no longer pay any premiums, but you're no longer covered. So this would be just for that specific time period of if something happens, usually people get it like while their kids are young, you know, something happens while I'm still raising kids with the expectation that maybe you're maybe in a better financial position. Once you're, you know, the kids are out of the house, you wouldn't need so much assistance if someone were to pass away. So that's something to keep in mind that it's not for your entirety of your life. Mm, yeah, that is a very key thing that you made because I think if someone didn't understand that, they might be thinking, you know, something that let's say it expired, you know, 25 years later and they're still thinking they're covered and they're not. So that that's key critical information right there. So do you happen to know maybe at the end of the term, do they give you like any sort of other additional purchasing options or anything? Kind of like when you like lease a car, right? At the end of the lease, they're like, you can buy it if you want to, or, you know, whatever. Is there anything like that with this type of policy? Yeah, and it's just like um, once they're done, once you're done with your term, they're going to want you to stick around. They're going to want to start still generating that income. So they may offer you maybe a smaller extension, five year or to renew it. But remember, at that point in time, you're now older, you may have some more health issues. So a term policy at that point will cost you a whole lot more. Mm, 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 mm. 
okay, see, this is key information. This is key information. Yeah, because I know, you know, with me, I kind of, I'm so busy as a mom, as I know most of the moms are, as you are, you know, I kind of look for products that are kind of a one and done set type of thing. So um, I know that this is a good option um, for a lot of people, but it might not be the optimum option. Um, but this is great because this is the kind of conversation we want to have. So when you call up an insurance agent on the phone, you know the different types. Okay, so I think we covered the term uh, life insurance. Okay, so now what is the second type of life insurance? So another option will be whole life life mm. insurance. And this is considered a permanent policy. So those who are looking for a policy for the entirety of their life will look for like a whole life insurance policy. Um, so you will start paying premium, premiums and your premiums will be consistent each month. But it's important to keep in mind that a whole life insurance policy is usually five to 10 times more expensive than a term life policy. Mm. So this is probably the most expensive options um, because it covers you for the entirety of your life. And it also has an additional um, like cash value. So if you're making a premium of maybe $200, mm -hmm. part of that will go into this cash value account and the other part will go towards your death benefit. Mm -hmm. And that cash value, you can, theoretically you can access it, but it's not the best use of your money. You're not getting a lot of return on that money. You may get like 2% return on that cash value but it is there for you to access if you may want it in the future. Okay, okay, yeah. I think I have something something like a hybrid policy um, between the initial two. I think that's probably a popular option that's kind of been going around maybe the past you know, seven years or so. Um, yeah, I, I can see where that could be a good option for people if you can, because like you mentioned, you know, sometimes those premiums you know, can start at like around 200. You know, so then if both of you want insurance, you know, you're looking at 400 a month. And these are just very rough figures, guys. But um, you can kind of start to see, you know, the differences between. Um, so but again, good information to have, because then, you know, you kind of set something in motion and then, you know, uh, it's good no matter what happens. OK, so definitely good. Um, OK, so what is the third uh, type of life insurance? So the next one would be universal life insurance. Mm -hmm. So it is also a permanent policy. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to cost a little bit less than the whole life. And um, it comes with, it doesn't usually come with that cash value. So you don't have that extra cash you can access. Um, but it's also important to note that with the universal life, it's, you have to set the date that you want to stop receiving death benefits. So for mm. instance, you may set it for, I'm going to set it till age 95. So if you turn 96, you have run out, you've outlived your policy. That's a so shame, you can man. potentially outlive your policy. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but they ask you to choose like your death date, kind of. Wow. If, if, if life insurance policies wasn't great enough, it's like, choose your death date. When do you think you're going to kick the bucket? Oh, my. Anyway, <laughs> but we got to have these conversations. Yeah, you know, it's a very, you know, I, I don't want to use the word tricky thing with insurance, but it's like one of those things you got to try to like do the best, you know, kind of calculating and figuring it out as best you can, because there have been some situations and I'll share one. Um, so 
my grandmother had actually gotten some um, policies on herself um, for me and my sibling. And it was one of those policies where, well, first of all, um, my poor grandma, you know, she really wasn't, you know, very savvy um, just due to her economic limitations. And this has been something that has unfortunately um, impacted the black community where, you know, um, way, way, way back in the days, you know, just certain information was not available and um, just made it very difficult to move forward. And then even later on, um, there was a lot of mistrust um, of, you know, financial products and things like that. So she really did do the best that she could, but she went to somebody who kind of exploited that, the, her, her lack of knowledge. And um, basically she ended up paying, you know, 20 something years on a policy that in the end was only worth $300. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. And I'm sharing that personal information with you guys, because I just want you to understand the importance of, you know, doing your research. And I know with the numbers, we're talking about returns and, you know, percentages and all this detail math and everything that goes into it. But, you know, if you can't understand it, I would definitely recommend, you know, connecting with someone like Yala and, you know, getting some education on and even maybe somebody to help you make that decision. Because, you know, that's a shame that she paid. I mean, she was paying a very low premium, granted, but in the scheme of things and the time passed, like how much what does $300 actually even help anybody do anything? Okay. So um, that, that was quite unfortunate. So, um, but I mean, again, she did the best that she could do the best she knew how to do. And I love the fact that she had that thought or she had that thought, you know, this is a conversation that we recently had and we were kind of getting all this stuff, you know, squared away and everything. So I respect her just because she was at least thinking about it. She at least tried, you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, so just wanted to share that little blurb. Okay, so now let's move on to our third. That was our third or our second? That was our third, I think. That was our third. <laughs> that was our third. Um, so let's move on to our fourth type of insurance. All right, so um, the fourth type would be variable life okay. and universal life insurance. And this one is similar to the whole life policy in the sense that it has like this separate cash value. So you'll have access to this cash value as well as the death benefit. Um, but it's variable. The term variable is in this policy because that cash value is now going to be invested. Mm -hmm. um, so you will be investing that money in either mutual funds or bonds, you know, something conservative. Um, and also... This one is also tricky. It's also named variable because the amount that you pay, the premium, as well as the death benefit can, can change, okay? And it's not necessarily guaranteed. You are taking on a little bit more risk um, because you're, you, you, a lot of people who go this route have the hopes of making good, um, I guess, investments with mm -hmm. their cash benefit so that their um, overall benefit goes up. But this is not the policy for someone who wants to just buy a policy and leave it. This is for someone who wants to be more involved because you will have to be more hands-on as far as picking your mutual funds, your bonds, um, mm -hmm. staying on top of the changes in your premiums and your death benefits. 
So it's definitely for someone who wants to be more hands-on with their policy. Okay, and if I'm understanding you correctly, that means it would all you would also need to um, kind of be watching what the stock market is doing all the time too, right? Because if, if it's being invested, you know what's happening there is going to have a, a bearing on the value, right? To some degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's very good to know. That's very good to know. So I mean, if you're financial savvy, maybe you are a day trader or something. This might be more of a, a policy for you. But um, if you're more of a layman like me who just wants to kind of, you know, do the best thing, something I can kind of set it and forget it, it might not be um, the best option for you. Now, so I have another question for you since you are our financial expert here and all. Um, what do you recommend? So we, you've given us the four. What do you recommend? Let's just give it the scenario, family of four, you know, mom, dad, uh, let's say two kids. Um, what, do you, what do you think is best? My personal preference is the term life insurance um, because one, the premiums are really, really low. So just for instance, if you get a premium, a policy in your early 20s, you're of good health, you can get a half a million dollar policy for like $15 a month, Right. you know, so the, it makes sense. Um, but one thing to keep in mind, if you're going to go that route where you have the cheaper um, option and it does expire... I want you to make sure that you're putting money aside for investing because Mm. some of these life insurance policies aren't worth what all they're chalked up to be like your experience that you show um, shared. Right. I've seen that before people pay all these premiums and the benefit that you get at the end is not really what you expect. So a lot of people could benefit more if they're putting that extra cash that they would have put in another policy, maybe in a whole life policy, put in the stock market, you know, um, make it go to put $150, $200 a month away or work on having your six to 12 months emergency fund. So do things in, in addition to getting that term policy. But I think the best buy for a lot of young families would be a term life policy. Okay, definitely. I definitely uh, agree with that, you know, and then you can always kind of keep planning as you go. I definitely like your idea of like supplementing the policies with a savings account, because I think, you know, sometimes too, you can forget like a savings account, whatever you put in there, that's just your money. You know what I'm saying? So, and it doesn't have all the terms and if they die on this date, you get it. If you die on that date, they don't, you know, none of that business. It's just there. So, you know, you can't really replace you know, saving, you know, just saving up for those rainy days when they do happen um, as best you can, even if you're just putting aside $50 a paycheck or, you know, a month, even 10 or $15, you will be surprised how quickly you can pile up a pretty good nest egg. So that is something, you know, that we definitely do as well, you know, making sure we set aside for, for both of our children. Now I'm like sitting here freaking out. I'm like, let me look at our policy things again and make sure we got the right one. (laughs) Yeah, even though it's like, those are the four main types, there's different like variations of them too and different riders that go on to them. So you can have like a hybrid of these. They're constantly coming out with new products that are hybrids of this and that, but these are like just the four general types. Okay. 
okay, so now we've learned, you know, about the, the four different types and kind of like mold that over, try to figure out what we think is best. And I, you know, encourage you guys to kind of sit down, you know, if it's just yourself, your single parent, maybe um, talk with your parents or maybe a close friend. And then, of course, if you are in a relationship, you know, your husband and you guys can sit down and kind of figure out what's best for you if you haven't already. Um, now, another question that arises, though, is what is the best time to actually get life insurance? When's the best time to buy it? Okay. Yeah, we definitely want to explore life insurance policies while we are young and healthy. Mm -hmm. This is the time you're going to best best rates because before you get approved for most policies you have to do some sort of physical they're right. going to you know look at your age weight and um maybe take some blood samples to make sure you don't have any pre-existing um, conditions and the healthier you are and the younger you are the better your prices on your policies will be that is absolutely true. I definitely, you know, saw that for myself. We had, um, when we first got married, a really, really good family friend who um, was like, you know, just one of those fatherly figures in your life. And um, he um, was very much connected with State Farm and um, had his own setup and everything. And um, he encouraged us. He's like, look, you need to get this now while you're young, because the older you get, it becomes so expensive that it's almost like unattainable. It's like, you just can't even afford it, you know? So um, I always tell people getting life insurance is totally different than car insurance because when you're getting a car insurance, right? If you're like 18, it's like a super high monthly payment because they know you risk it, you know? Versus uh, with life insurance, you know, there is technically and statistically less chance, you know, that you will die. So you're more investable basically at that point. So they will give you better, you know, rates on, um, on the, on the policies and everything. And then you have them already. So then when you get older, you don't have to pay those expensive, you know, fees. You've already locked in your price when you're younger and everything. So that's really the way to do it. And that's one thing I have to say, I have noticed, um, a lot of, and you probably have seen this too in your profession, this is how some of the families who have generational health, uh, wealth, um, this is how they do it, right? Like they, somebody had like a really good policy that they got when they were young. Insurance policies have been around for hundreds of years, guys. Like this isn't anything new. It's just new to some of us who did not have the opportunity to know about it. Um, so, you know, somebody way back when had a life insurance policy that didn't cost much. And then, you know, each time someone passed on, that money just kept getting passed and passed and growing. And then they also installed, instilled those values in their kids. You know, this is what you need to have and this is what you need to get. So, um, you know, with you being that you are the co-switcher, Kiala, I just like to know, you know, what do you have to say kind of to that effect? I absolutely agree with you where um, it is a source of creating generational wealth. And unfortunately, sometimes when it comes to our families, we kind of do what we what we know. Mm -hmm. And if our parents or grandparents didn't have insurance policies or didn't invest or didn't do these financial things, it's not usually second nature for us to do them. So we mm -hmm. have to take an active 
um, um, what do you call it? Just be active to educate ourselves on what's out there and how to do things so that we can make better decisions and our children can see us making better decisions and see that, hey, this is normal. Getting life insurance is normal. Um, planning for the unexpected is normal so that right. those things will, you know, those that way of life will get passed down to them as well. Wow, that was very well said. You're absolutely right. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So um, ladies, in this episode, we've kind of talked about one of the elephants that can always be in the room is when somebody, you know, unexpectedly dies, how you can plan for it. Okay. So in this episode, you know, we talked about the four different types of life insurance policies, as well as, you know, encourage all of us to make sure we always are putting money aside for a rainy day as well. So another thing that I want to encourage you guys to do is if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you may not be familiar with Kiala's company. I would definitely encourage you to go ahead and take a journey over to her website is codeswitchwithkiala.com. Yeah, take, take a look and see what she has to offer. She has financial literacy classes for women, kids, and the whole family. So again, if this is something that you don't really know a lot about, you know, get someone on board who does, and that's going to actually give you some, you know, true guidance and actually care and everything about helping getting you, helping you to make those good decisions. All right, ladies, I want to thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. I hope this information has been encouraging and beneficial to you. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.